Hey, welcome to the Flip Gorilla podcast. And I am Joe Melendez, and I wanted to say thanks again for supporting us. Uh, we're just talking about things in real estate, all real estate, all the time. And we are in uh, Southern California. So um, this basically is about the Southern California market. And uh, <clears throat> first, I wanted to um, say thank you to our sponsors, Maven Loans. Maven Loans does hard money loans. Maven Loans also does 30-year qualified and unqualified uh, mortgages. And um, they're a great spot for you to do a hard money loan. And secondly, I'd like to thank uh, the lender for all their support. The lender is a, uh, they have a product called the Noni Loan. And the Noni Loan is something in between a hard money loan and a qualified mortgage. And um, it's, we've been, we've been knocking them out over here. Some you know, couple million dollar loans and three million dollar loans and Noni Loans worked out really, really well. So thanks to the lender. And with that, I'd like to introduce my guest for today. Pablo Castillo. Castillo. What's up, Joe? How you doing? What's up, brother? How are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, man. So I want to have you on. And uh, so just so, so everybody knows what Pablo does. Pablo, I mean, he does a lot of things. But what him and I have done in the past is that he is basically a wholesaler. Is that fair to say? That is correct, right. And a wholesaler, for the people that don't know what a wholesaler is, uh, a wholesaler will find the deal. And they have to kind of, they have to, have, they have to know a lot about the product, right? So the wholesaler has to get the deal. Um, he has to evaluate it to make sure that, you know, it comps out of the ARV, the purchase price is there, what the construction is. So there's some technical stuff to, and wholesalers get a bad rap because there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, their numbers are off, but Pablo's kind of a pro at it. So, um, you know, he's really good at evaluating the deals and then what they'll do is they'll tie it up and then they'll find a buyer for it and then they run it through escrow and, and uh, you know, they're, they're uh, I'd say they're market makers, really. I mean, wholesale, I, I wholesale for quite a while too, right. maybe eight to 10 years. So uh, I want to have Pablo on and just kind of get a view of what he thinks is going on in the market, you know, and, uh, and uh, so Pablo, thanks for coming on, man. Not a problem, man. My pleasure. So uh, <clears throat> how's that market looking for you out there? You know what, Joe? I've been studying it around. Um, and for the last two, three years, everybody's been saying about the crash, crash, crash. Um, you know, kind of been looking out for it and stuff. And I, I personally, the way the market is, man, uh, especially, you know, what happened during COVID, <laughs> I don't see it uh, going down anytime soon. Um, it might slow down a little bit. I don't know if you disagree or agree, but I don't see it uh, going tanking down anytime soon soon or a crash i mean obviously we're not in control of the of the market and stuff or you know of the stock market or anything like that but i don't personally see it going down or, yeah, or crashing I, 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 I agree i mean nobody has a crystal ball but you know this market there's the supply and demand is lopsided <clears throat> and it's been lopsided and um you know ever since covid you know there was a um you know, remember like as soon as covid came out like the banks freaked out like they freaked out most of the, the big lenders just like stopped lending because nobody right. knew what was going to happen in the market brother I, I had i had about i don't know maybe five six deals in the pipeline all my investors called me i need to cancel <laughs> <laughs> i have to cancel i have to cancel I'm like what the heck the sky is falling with what's going on and i, I bet you they're sorry back. they did i bet you they're sorry they canceled now oh yeah most definitely and sure enough man a couple of months later it just 
the value skyrocketed and everything. And uh, so it's it's a crazy market. Yeah, it's a crazy. But yeah, like I said, I don't see it slowing down in the next a year or two. Um, just for the fact, I mean, they're just still low inventory out there. I mean, if, like you said in the beginning, it's it's I'm pretty much at the beginning. I'm the one that finds the properties to you know to my my investors. Um, and it's 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 crazy out there. Just trying to get uh, trying to get some some properties out there. I mean, right now I'm literally uh, you know offering when I find the properties, just literally going almost fifty to seventy five thousand above. The, the, wow. the previous asking price it's just ridiculous but yeah, uh, you know if the numbers make sense at the end of the day and you know they make sense and great it's, it's you know you know the way yeah. that i always see it pablo is that <clears throat> like it's almost like the real estate market's like um um like you know the tectonic plates underneath the earth like they move they're always moving but you don't feel right like right and, exactly. the, and the market is always moving mm -hmm. and you never yeah. really you don't feel it moving but it's always moving and, and this market has been moving, like it's kind of spiked when um, COVID hit, it kind of, there's this big spike, but you know, the inventory is so low and demand is so high. You know, my view is like, you know, Bruce Norris, uh, I hit a seminar of his a long time ago and he's, he's great at predictions. I mean, everybody knows Bruce, but um, you know, he, 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 he pointed out affordability. He pointed right. out when the affordability gets so low that the market has to have a correction. You know what I'm saying? And right. uh, that correction comes usually like, uh, you know, I think it's like 17, 18%. And then when it drops down to like 14, 15, you're gonna have a crash. That meaning right. only right. 14 to 15% of the people can afford a house, there has to be a correction. Right. I don't see that coming in the next year or two. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, even though the feds are gonna raise the interest raise rates. The interest rates, right. And that I think is going to affect the market more than any other factor is going to be that interest rate. You know what I mean? Right. Interest rate hike because then it becomes less affordable for a person to purchase a house because their payment's a lot higher, right? Right. Exactly. And then the market stalls a little bit, but bro, there's no inventory. So I agree. <laughs> it's still going to, you know, I, I'm looking at, you know, for sure 2022 is going to be solid. 2023. Right kind of in our in our world Pablo we don't like to look out further than a year you know uh, but I mean I don't see anything stopping it I, I agree with you man so I, I, why don't you tell why don't you tell the the, the listeners uh like what a wholesale looks like I mean how does it usually transpire like how does it come about yeah, most definitely. I mean, pretty much in, in simple terms. I mean, I'm the one that gets the deal uh, from the beginning for, you know, package it up and try to get it as cheap as possible. Uh, I've been doing this for what, 10, 11 years already. Yeah, long time. Right, right, right. So I, I package them up together and just try to get it as cheap as possible. And um, that's it. You know, the cheaper, the, the more profit, uh, you know, my, my investors can make, I myself can make and stuff. Uh, Usually, you know, once I package it up, I'll, I, what I usually do nowadays, Joe, I don't like to email blast too much, but I have personal uh, investors that, you know, I know that can perform. And I'll call, for example, you, Joey, you know what? I, I got this deal. Uh, what do you think of it? Run your numbers um, before, you know, before I blast it or anything like that. But it's, uh, you know, pretty much get it together and, and see if the numbers make sense. You know, the, at the end of the day, the numbers have to make sense. Well, I don't like to exaggerate you know, the numbers on the ARVs. Uh, that's I know the key, people, bro. And that's yeah. the difference between you and a lot of wholesalers. Like a lot of wholesalers will be like, yeah, you know, the buy price is, you know, <laughs> 900. Uh, I need to make a profit here. So, you know, forget about the data. This thing's worth a million seven. 
You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know, and those guys, you know, they, it's kind of silly. Like, like, right, like, right. Look at the comps. Right. You know? yeah. So, but your your comps, if you send it over, I know that the comps are going to be there. The right. Be right. there by price. Now it might be a skinny deal, but you know that's the that's the world we're living in right now, right? Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I mean, I just literally last week I had this deal that it was listed at three seventy five. Um, you know, and, you know, made an offer at what, 10,000 above, whatever it is. And agent came back to me and say, look, I think we're like in the 410 range. I'm like, wow, really? Okay, cool. So, you know, I got back to my, my buyers and my, my personal direct buyers and stuff. And the next thing I know, a couple of hours later, I get a call from the agent and says, look, we just got an offer at 450 <laughs> from 375 to 450. Can you make it happen? So I was like, wow, let me see what I can do. Um, I, again, I called one of my, one of my, uh, investors, one of my buyers and stuff. And, and he's like, you know what? My max is like 455. <laughs> I was surprised. I think it was like, no way. This is just wow. it's crazy. 455. Right. And probably needs about maybe, I don't know, 40 to 50,000 walked it around 40, 50,000 in the uh, rehab work. And, um, I kid you not, Joe, the next day or so two days, there was a counter that sold for like 630, wow. you know? 6:30. So we were. I was actually projecting 580-ish, 575 <clears throat> range, and and it just it, it, it just every day. I mean, it's just something new pops up, and just it's a surprising. Yeah, you know what's the trick, man, is that <clears throat> I, I got caught up in that. You know, like because you, you know you and I are trained to look just at the comps, like right. don't look at any other outside issues, like what has closed that looks like the same subject property, like mm -hmm. four bedroom, two bath. You know what's you know what's closed when it's fixed up and what's closed when it's not fixed up and that's the data right and, right and i you know i'll tell you the truth man in the last year year probably since covid like i've had a lag i'm just looking at the data and i didn't factor in the market right i didn't factor in the increase in the market of you know 15 20 percent like you hold it you buy it on january right by the time you're done with it in march april something like that it's, you know, the, the valuation has gone up a ridiculous amount. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. my ARV, I've been behind the, I've been behind the ball, but then again, I'm a lender, right? I only want to see the real data. I only want to see, I don't want to, I don't want to tea leaves. I don't do the tea leaves. You know what I'm saying? Right. But right. I got, I got hurt on that on a few deals. I missed because I wasn't reading the tea leaves, you know? So, yeah. so nowadays, now that you're like evaluating properties, like how does that work for you? Do you have to uh, factor in a little bit of the appreciation into your ARVs? How you well, most definitely. Yeah. And also too, what I, I, again, I have different investors, you know, what is it? Every investor is different. They, every investor has different numbers. Um, for example, like this one here, he literally squeezed it out um, just for the, he told me, he's like, look, I just need to keep my guys busy. Uh, I'm not trying to make a killing out of it, but if I can just keep my, my construction crew busy and move on to the next one, make a little bit here and there, then it's great. There's some people, some other investors are like, no, that's, that's just too, too much for me. Um, you know, look, looking to make a, a killer profit, but you know, it's kind of hard in this market too. I mean, unless you find a great deal, there's some deals that, you know, come and go, but for the most part, I, I think it just, it's suited to every individual personally. It just, every individual is different. You and I might see it differently. Um, I personally, I, I probably wouldn't have, have gone it just, I don't know, but just based off the numbers. But again, every investor is different, um, you sure. know, based, based on the market and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of different tactics. There's, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're primarily fix and flip, right? You too. Right. You know, it's like that 75% loan to value and you put X amount of money in and then, 
you know, you get a you get a profit, and you can't look toward. Well, you know, listen. You know, when I first got in, right into the real estate market, um, it was crashing, so it was losing value. It was like that was during the big big recession, right? Back in my day, uh, in the big recession, uh, you know, you buy a property for like say in I don't know, L.A. somewhere or something in Compton, right? You buy right. a Compton property for like three hundred and three hundred thousand, right? But you factor in in four months, this property is only going to be worth two seventy five. Right, exactly. So I got to get in and I got to get out of this as quickly as possible. Time is money. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so you 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 know, and then the market crashes for like you know a year, two years. It's going down and down. So you kind of get used to buying, you know, in a depreciating market. And um, and then there's that flat market, right, where the market the, the value doesn't go anywhere. So right. This is an interesting market. You know, like you could literally almost buy something at retail right now and just hold on to it for six months. Bro, that's that's what happened with my personal property. <laughs> hey, really? you know, that's that's what literally happened. I, I bought a house uh, up in uh, uh, was it August? I think I closed July bought it for like five ten. Um, and bro, not now literally I literally checked the uh, the value and it's it's seven seven hundred thousand like you yeah, just said doing nothing crazy. doing nothing i mean it's just pretty much based off the comps that's on the sales that are around here and stuff and it's it's crazy it's a crazy market it's unpredictable it's so yeah, the hard the hard money lenders are still you know like again there's no tea leaves right like they're not it's what the value is what the appraisal comes in at today is what the buy price is i mean what the, right. what the loan amount will be so i mean it's it's crazy in this market. Like it's weird. Like we will we will we will make those adjustments in a declining market, but we won't do it in a uh, a market that's going up. Right. Right. So crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of deals, man. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that you could do. Um, like like you know that new law that passed, and I, I don't know if you're kind of hip on this whole uh, splitting the lot thing in LA. Uh huh. And um, but you know those R one and a half or R two lots that are in in, in LA, um, you know there's somebody that's jumping on those and making money. You know what I'm saying? I've done I've I've done those put put those together for my investors before it was kind of popular. I don't know if you remember these, but back in the when, when the market tanked 2008 nine when when the you know when the properties values went down, um, that's what I, I kind of found a little trick there just to kind of especially in LA, South Central, Watts, a lot of people uh, try to stay away from, from Watts, but I have a few key investors that love to to buy out there yeah. just because it's Watts, they're scared. But yeah, there is, back in the days, I found some properties. For example, I would find a property that's about 6,000 square foot on, on a 6,000 square foot lot, pick it up for maybe 300,000, 275. And you know, you go to the, the, the plat map or the LA County Assessor's plat map and sure enough you, there's a, a bracket that you can split you know what i'm saying and a lot of people didn't know that stuff so you know i gave it to my investors and you know picking up for 350 uh, you know buck 50 a, a lot tear down the property break the bracket apart and there you go you break, build yourself to uh two properties under you know yeah, selling now, for and now with, the law, with the lot changing it seems like that would be um really really um uh popular right, right. Right. And I, I, you know, like I was saying in one of the podcasts, and I said, you know, um, there's good, you know, the, the investors are always where the smart money is. Like they're always going to find where to make a profit. You know, right. even though the market changes, the, the investors will find money. 
They'll right. find where, where it is. And I thought, you know, once this law came out in California about splitting the lots, and uh, I said, it's just a matter of time, you know, before yeah. You yeah. Know, these guys jump on it, they figure it out, and, uh, you know, they're going to start building stuff everywhere. ADUs so, too, man. ADUs, that's, that's been around for what, ADUs. two, three years already? So. Yeah, but it's been like really picking up in the last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so it's, it's, right. a, it's a little bit tougher to get the, uh, what's it called, the, uh, the city to get, you know, get the plans and all that stuff. But again, just every, every investor is different. I don't, you know, people are builders. Some investors just like to get in and out. So again, that's, it just uh, depends on, on who's buying it and, you know, what, what they're getting themselves into if they're willing well, to wait. the city of LA is rough though, man. The city oh, yeah. of LA, the getting stuff through LA is like, just, they're not even in their office anymore. They haven't right. been in their office in like a year and a half. Yeah. So everything's taken forever. I had plans for a, a, an addition in, in Hollywood that took, um, over a year, a year, wow. 13, 14 months, you know, carrying that note is, it starts to get heavy, right? I mean, exactly, my partner yeah. in that one, he was carrying the note really, but you know, that, that is expensive. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, I don't know, man, like this is a, this is a, this is a good, I guess every market's a good market. You know what I mean? Like yeah. after, after this market's over, right, you're going to, it's going to peak. And then um, it, like, it seems like, like the last time, you know, when the market peaked, it's like way more people came into it, right? And it was just like a frenzy. Like people were just buying whatever they could get their hands on. And, um, and then the market, you know, corrected. And then there was a, you know, downward slope for about maybe three years where it was just losing value, losing value. But that's a great market too. I love yeah. that market. You know, that's when you start hitting the short sales, the REOs, and, uh, you know, realtor relationships are very, very strong, especially with an REO agent. And, uh, you know, that was a, that was a good time. I love right. it. So, you know, you can make money in every single market in real estate. You just got to be able to change. You know, that's, you know, did you ever read that stupid little book, um, Who Moved My Cheese? I've, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that one, yeah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. an interesting little, like, you know, short story, basically, about, you know, you can't take your shoes off. You got to keep moving. You know, like, got to keep in the new market, the new market, the new market. Right, so, yeah. So uh, what about flipping? Have you been doing any flipping or are you just... Uh, I, I do one or two at a time. I mean, probably just one, bro. I mean, I don't, I don't like to get too, too uh, caught up in that. Um, you know, so I just probably just do one, one at a time. But um, other than that, I just, to me personally, I like to just stick to the whole stuff because that's, that's what I know how, what to do. Um, yeah, the money's right now, right? Like the money is like... Right, it's a lot quicker. Um, you know, just grab it up, especially, you know, if I have a cash buyer close it up within, you know, 10, 15 days, uh, move on to the next one and so forth. But um, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's a crazy market. And I, also too, I like to study. I, I mean, I like to, for example, like I know, you know, a lot of people don't like to uh, go, go based off of Zillow and Redfin's and all that stuff, but they're pretty, I don't know if you heard this, the last uh, week or so they were predicting, Redfin was predicting like a 3% increase. Like they were forecasting in values. Really? And yeah, Zillow supposedly they're saying they're bringing 14% increase. I don't know about that. That's a little bit, again, nothing surprising me nowadays, but Zillow was predicting 14% increase in values and Redfield was saying 3%, but um, it's, it's, it's crazy. I like to study all that just to kind of, you know, here and there and what's going on around there. What, what, what are they predicting? Because I don't know if you know also to uh, Zillow, they, they buy properties. You know, they, yeah, they're competition. Yeah, right. Well, competition. You know, they got they they thought they were buying properties though, didn't they? Get their eyeballs poked out. Um, right. Yeah. Definitely. You know, trying to trying to do what you do, trying to uh -huh. do what we do. Right. Yeah, it's like you know they can't. You know, listen. <laughs> it's, 
so that's, that brings me to the next point. Like, it's an interesting thing, right? Like, like um, um, you know, so I do both hard money loans and I do qualified mortgage loans. And, you, you know, you think that they're like the same type of loan, but they're really not. Right. right? Like the qualified lenders, like um, banks, they, like their worst nightmare is to take that property back. They'll do anything in the world not to take that property back. Right. Right. And so, you know, they want to lend to a particular client, yada, yada, yada. But the hard money guys, they're a little looser with, with their um, guidelines. Mm-hmm. And, but they're not afraid to take that property back. They'll just right. take it back. You know, the guy loses his money, but he lives to fight another day. And then they fix, they finish the property off and they sell it. Right. So right. it's completely, completely different. These two, um, these two worlds. And, um, the, the hard money guys right now, I think, are, um, you know, they're going all in. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing a lot, right? They're doing a lot, but so is the qualified mortgage space. Right. They're doing a lot too. And as interest rates start to get higher and higher in the next 12 months, I guess I could see a little bit of a slowdown. Right. Nah, bro. You know, we were, we were, what, what we were last year was like, increased like 26% or 25% the real estate market, 20%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're down to 16, that's a little bit of a slowdown, but I mean, you know, but what I was going to say too is um, like what you do, like you really got to know hard money. You got to know the qualified mortgage. You really got to know the escrow process, right? right. All of the documents, right. you got to know, you know, all the players, the real estate agents on both sides, the escrow, the title. I mean, you got to know it almost better than everybody else. Yeah, not not only that, man. Well, one thing you forgot to mention: uh, timing. The timing is key. Timing Believe it or key. not, yeah, <laughs> timing no, I agree. is crucial. Super. Crucial yeah, that's uh that's a so to be a wholesaler, like you, you literally, you gotta gotta know everybody's job, exactly what everybody's doing, all the documents, and then. You kind of orchestrate it all, right? Exactly. And exactly. Um, it's cool. You know, listen, I I think I probably raised my kids on it for at least 10 years. You know what I mean? And um, I, I have deep respect for wholesalers. Um, you know, some guys don't know what they're doing. Right. You know, but there are guys that are like pros and they know. You know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think exactly. you're one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, in the beginning, I, you know, started off uh, the, and everybody starts from the beginning. You got to learn here, here in there and stuff but once you pick up uh you know it's like anything in life once you learn what to do what not to do you know you, you learn from your mistakes and stuff and that's that's where i'm at thank god i'm up you know i'm up here and i um, just trying to make it happen and it's make, make it a smoother process for for all the parties you know the uh, listing agent buyer's agent my buyer sellers all that stuff so um again we all learn from our mistakes but yeah at the end of the day it's just it's a pretty profitable business if you know what you're doing um, but yeah, right now it's just finding it's, it's, that's what it is. Finding the, uh, the, the, the properties, you know, I, I'm taking a little bit of extra work, you know, instead of just going through the MLS, um, I'm a type of guy, like if, if I'm driving down the street, if I'm, for example, South central or Los Angeles, whatever, and I see a, 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 a beat of property, you know, whatever, I, I, I'll literally go to the, to, to the house, to the door and knock on the door and say, Hey, are you interested in selling? I've gotten a lot of deals, Joe, believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. I'm a hustler, man. I'll, I'll knock on the door and worst thing they can say is no, move forward. Okay, cool. No hard feelings. So you just never know. It just, uh, you got to do extra things right now to, to be able to, to get some deals, especially, yeah. you know, low inventory. 
So what's the uh, what's the spot that you're at right now? What's the what's the big city that you're you've been working in? Um, I started off in Los Angeles, Watts, El Centro, um, Eagle Rock, all those areas. But eventually, I just started shifting now towards uh, what is that Whittier, West Covina area, and then eventually to the Inland Empire. Um, yeah. Just for the fact that the Inland Empire is a little bit, you know, less less expensive uh, compared to to Los Angeles. Sure, the migration, right? People have to get out of the big city because the prices are yeah, yeah. So they start moving. Too much competition out there, but um, believe it or not, man, the last two three years, I just started noticing a lot of investors or even just people, just people started moving out to the Inland Empire, especially after COVID. I don't know if you noticed this, but after COVID, um, everybody was working, you know, remotely from work. Um, I'm sorry, from, you know, working from home. But yeah. what they, what, what people started uh, wanting is is a, a bigger space, bigger, you know, bigger places. So people started saying, you know what, I can I can work in in the Inland Empire in Riverside or Fontana, whatever it is, from home. Um, but you know, for for a cheaper price, you know, get get myself a bigger home for a cheaper price versus paying top dollar up in Los Angeles or Downey, whatever it is. Um, so a lot of people started moving out here. So what happens? You know, prices started increasing, and I, I went through that. You know, when I was looking for my house last year, yeah, um, people were selling their houses in, in LA, getting that equity and bumping it into the dumping into the Inland Empire with the hundred, two hundred thousand dollars down. So. That's what I personally think kind of drove up the uh, the prices out, out in the Inland Empire. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed yeah, that. You know what? Hold on. I have a um, I have an account with Rocket Mortgage. They're kind of like really heavy qualified, you know. But they got the the greatest rate. But they're they're also like you got to qualify, right? They sent right. me a message today. They said, "Hey, you know, the cash out refi is mm -hmm. the, is the big product for 2022 because everybody has a ton of equity. Rates are still low. Push the cash out refi." And mm -hmm. um, I mean, I still feel like I'm a hard money lender, but you know, I'm, I've been messing with this. But that's like to to your point, right? You could borrow money against your house and just buy something in the empire, or you know, buy a second home, or build an ADU. But now you can pull cash out and go invest in another property or duplex right. or something like that, right? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of investors are doing that. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there, there, there. You know what? I also get a lot of um, friends, personal friends, when they find out I'm, I'm doing this and they try to get into the business and <laughs> I tell them it's not for everybody. You know, it's not it's not easy. Um, you know, some say, hey, I got I got 100 grand, 150,000. What, what, what can we do with this? You know, can we invest into it? And and yeah, I've done a few deals here and there, uh, you know, with a few close friends and stuff. But I'm a friend. I'm, I'm like, look, it's it's. At, at this market, you just never know. You don't have control of it. You can't really go wrong if you, you know, get a get yourself a good wholesale deal. But you know, um, you just is it, never. Hey, know is it that, or you just don't want to hold their hand during the process? That that too, man. Yeah. <laughs> that too. But but at the same time, it is a risk. I don't like to play around with people's money. Uh, that's just not me. Um, it, it is a risk. I'm just upfront with them and say, look, this this is there, there might be a risk of this, this and that. This might happen. There's always what ifs, but at the at the end of the day, um, you know, if you play your cards right, then everything you know comes out great. No, so, Pablo. I mean, if you don't mind, yeah. I'm tell you, I think maybe that might be your next evolutionary step is to get comfortable with, you know, other people's money and start, you know, like receiving it. You know, because yeah. you know what people want. I mean, they're working, right? Like they're working at the gas station or not kind of gas station, the gas company or the police officers or whatever. 
and they don't have time to invest their money. Right, and, right. And, um, you know, maybe if they're five, six, seven hundred thousand, you know, you put it to work, give them back their eight, nine percent return, and um, they're happy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's the next thing. So, I, you know, me, I was always afraid of like uh, the higher end. I was, uh, I, you know, I stood at like, well, this is back in the day, right? When everything was like, you know, regular numbers, but, you know, like six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, you know what I mean, on a flip or a wholesale or whatever. That's pretty much my, my spot, right? But then I got with this partner, uh, Michael, and, um, you know, he, he's like, I'm not doing nothing in 700,000. Like, we're going above a million. And I was like, oh no. You know, it was like not my comfort zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, nah, I don't, you know, it, it's, it's relative, it's all the same. You know, it's really the same. It's just higher numbers. It's just, yeah, but that's like, that's, that's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And right. the first, the first purchase with him and I was like a million seven on the buy. Wow. You know? And I'm like, oh God, oh God, you know, and uh, with a, a 600,000 rehab, you know what I mean? And he has like some serious guts, you know? He's like, buy another one. Okay, buy another one. And I was just like, damn, uh, yeah. you know, and, but now, now it's like, I don't know if I could go back to 300,000 or 600,000. I mean, I, everything I look at is a million, million five, two million, Hollywood, Beverly Hills. And, you know, now I'm a big hot dog. I think, you know, I, I don't do a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right. But, right, you know, right. but it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same yeah, it thing. Is. It is. It's, 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 it, you know, exactly. Just higher numbers. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I've done a few, you know, million dollar uh, deals and stuff. Uh, just again, I just try to stick to what I the areas that I know, just for the fact that the, you know, the areas. For example, you tell me Watt South Central, that's my bread and butter. I, I know those areas, yeah. and I know because I have buyers there that are willing to buy uh, left and right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, everybody's everybody has a niche and just different uh, a different type of market for for themselves. So yeah, that's why when I had that little duplex in Watts, I gave you a call first. I'm like, yeah, he knows. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, you know, and the other thing is like, you know, uh, Compton. I loved Compton back in the day. You mm -hmm. know, it was great. But you know, I don't know. It's a, it seems like it's the same amount of work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, we're in, and we're coming close to the end of this. But I wanted to give you a moment to uh, you know give us a plug. Uh, you know, give us a. Can people get you an email? Can they get your telephone number? You know, tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, most definitely. You know what? Also, too, Joel is going to mention that um, what I like to do, and person, you know, me personally, is I have a, a close, close uh, investors. For example, I got maybe I don't know 40, 50 of them. Um, and, and, and for example, if I get a property up in, in Los Angeles, I know who to call, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I know what they're buying and stuff. So, um, I'm the type of wholesaler, like if I get a deal, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you, if, you know, if you're performing everything, you're going to get the, uh, you know, first shot at it. And, you know, I'll call one, two, three, Please people. Do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I like to do because at the same time, you know, you take care of me, I take care of you type of thing um versus you know blasting it down and see who you know buys and stuff and believe it or not joe i've noticed that i've, I've been able to build relationships doing that and you know if, if they're able to perform great you know at the end of the day um you know we're here to all make money and stuff but yeah that's that's exactly what i do i don't like to email blast uh, i'm not those type of wholesalers I, I i i'm a big believer in relationships building relationships is to me is key you know what i'm saying and yeah, uh, no you're right you're that's, that's where i'm at but yeah yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, I, I got a, here's my cell phone number, Terry code at 323-270-4889. Uh, 
that's 323-270-4889. And then my email, you can uh, contact me to my email, cityhousing, the number seven at gmail.com. That's cityhousing, number seven at gmail.com. All right, Pablo Castillo, thank you, Pablo. Thank you for your time here, man. Thank you, Joe, appreciate it. Hey, any deals up there in Hollywood or anything? Let me know. Most definitely. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Have a good day. All right, bye-bye.